Welcome to The Partial Perspective, a place where I share my perspective on everything in the space between life and death. I'm your host, Pasho. Well, my Pachos Chachos, I am sorry to say, but the Romeo and Juliet Act 1 episode is going to have to wait. On Friday at 6.30 in the morning, I was on my way to work riding Yona, my 2020 Harley-Davidson Sportster motorcycle, when a white convertible Volvo decided to take off in front of me at an intersection and force me to slam on my brakes and lay my beautiful bike down. Along with the bike getting a couple of scrapes, I too went flying 45 miles per hour, I guess, projects a person to roll about eight times is what I counted from the scrapes on my helmet. But your host is, as you can see, still alive. Now, many thoughts have gone through my mind since this incident. And let's start with the most obvious, the most obvious response. The easiest thing that I pull to is to blame the kid. I know it was a kid. I saw his deer in headlights look. And I am not surprised that this kid continued to drive off, seeing as I had braked in enough time to what I can only imagine, since everything was blurry at that moment, I just missed his car and went sliding down the road without an accident, other than with the road. Well, there's something to be said about ATGAT, which stands for all the gear, all the time. And I am very glad that I had watched several testimonies of past riders and videos of the importance of safety gear and was wearing a full face helmet, which without it, if you saw my helmet, I would have probably lost my left eye. Definitely most of the skin on my face. And based by, based on the scrapes on the back of the helmet, including the dent, I would imagine a concussion, if not worse. So I wanted to blame him. How dare you, sir, for getting in front of me, for coming out. I had the right of way. You had to cross my path. You should have yielded. Or technically should have just stopped since it was yellow turning on red. But I can't blame him. Such is life. C'est la vie. As uh, the cognitive distortion of should have statements, I'm not going to commit those and say that he should have stopped and people should know the law and the right of way and blah, blah, blah. Instead, I'm going to correct that automatic thought with some verbal judo, and I'm going to say it would have been nice, to say the least, if that young gentleman would have just stayed where he was. But alas, life and destiny and my Lord above had different plans. And so my second thought 
was kind of snarky to my father above because every time I get on my motorcycle in the morning while I'm standing near it in the garage, I pray, Lord, get my family and I home safe and sound without any incident. By that, I assumed it was understood without accidents of any sort. And so I looked up while laying on my back, my hand throbbing, everything else pretty okay. My knee hurt a little bit. Obviously, it's gashed up, still swollen, but I'll live. I looked up to the heavens and I I thought for an instant and with humor in my heart, so that was a good sign. I said, that's without incident, God. <laughs> uh, my third thought was, thank God I'm alive. And instantly as I thought that, I thought I need to call my wife and let her know that I'm okay. I had forgotten what time it was and imagined her after dropping my children off coming down that road, only to witness her husband sprawled out on the road. You know, and in this incident, incident, it is very easy to dismiss the world and to say that people are awful and we're just no good. But I also have different side in that story in that there were many people who had come to my aid knew nothing about me they didn't ask for my politics when they helped me they just helped me the woman who was behind the car that pulled out in front of me is the one who acknowledged that it was a white convertible Volvo and she uh, asked me if I was okay, and I told her, yeah, that, you know, other than my hand hurting, I was okay, and, and everybody told me not to move, you know. I couldn't help but try rolling around. It made it hurt a little bit. And I told her I need to let my wife know that I'm okay. And, I mean, she walked down the road looking for my phone, came back, couldn't find it. But... um told me that she would call my wife for me, so I gave her the number. Didn't lose consciousness. I'm still so happy I wore a full-faced helmet. And, uh, and she let my wife know that I was in an accident, but that I was okay, that I was only complaining about my hand. And, um, and then after that, my next thought was, I mean, I, I could have done something, right? I could have, I could have gone slower. But again, that's, it's just another weak sauce should statement. I should have gone slower. I should have stopped while it was turning yellow. I mean, sure. But then that wouldn't be life now, would it? And it would be far removed from the reality that actually occurred. And so I could fester upon all of those thoughts and let it drive me mad and blame myself and blame others and blame God. But I'm going to let it go. It happened. I wish it didn't happen because now everyone is afraid. Everyone I tell tells me of an awful story of someone they knew who either got into an accident or because of that accident is no longer around. And I get it. 
I get it. Trust me, that was, that was another thought that entered my mind instantly as I'm lying in the middle of an intersection. Do I get back up on the horse? Do I prove to the world or maybe just to my sons that you don't live a life in fear and you get back on? Or do I stay off the horse and value my life and value my time with my family and my children more than the desire to want to live free on the road, which is, it is a calling. Let me be clear that when you hear the wind, pretty liberating and amazing, but it's not worth not being with my family. It's not worth not having another moment to hold my daughter in my arms or my sons to tussle their hair or to feel the warm embrace, soft kisses of my wife. I'm so grateful that I am still here, that I get to have those things. And when I had come home, those were instantly things that made themselves very apparent. That I was so grateful and relieved that I still get to share their life. That I'm still here to witness it. Helping it, I hope. So, I'm gonna fix her up. My insurance company, uh, Progressive, here's a shout out to you, has been amazing. And I mean, I'm almost done with the process and gonna be able to get that check so I can take it into a service shop and repair Yona, which I certainly will, but I'm not gonna sell her. I'm gonna wait. For another day, as my father said one day, when I have that confidence again, because confidence on a motorcycle, I certainly agree, is safety. Probably the most important safety gear. Just be confident in what you are doing. Maybe along the road where my kids are at a point that I feel, I feel more safe and risking less to go for a ride. And maybe that day, you know, will be 10 years, maybe it'll be 30, maybe that day will never come, but I'm not gonna sell her. Because it's part of the family. And if my sons ever wanna ride it, I wanna be able to show them and remind them what safe driving is. And, you know, it's, you can say it's Florida and they're terrible drivers, but I mean, I've driven through five states in December and all of them have terrible drivers. You know, you just have to put your hand in the Lord's hands, your life in the Lord's hands and just trust, you know, that he's got a plan for you. I don't think my father's going to take me on a motorcycle, but I'm not going to test it. 
not when I have the three young, beautiful, amazing kids and an amazing, beautiful wife at home. So I'll wait. I'll humble myself. I'll say ego. Yeah, you want to be a man sometimes. Yeah, you don't want to be a father or a husband. You just want to be a man. But this isn't that time. There's a time for every season. And I guess this season has come to its natural end. But one day, spring will defrost the icy chill of winter. And a glorious summer will then follow thereafter. And so isn't that funny? I have to practice all those things that I've been preaching about in this podcast. So with that, that's the story. Something to think about. For those of you who ride, ride safe. For those of you who don't, don't judge a man who rides. Until you've heard the calling of the wild, you don't. You can't understand. And so with that, I say next week, we'll talk about Romeo and Juliet's Act One. I hope you'll join us then. And until then, God bless. Take care.